share Jesus with some people. So I wanted him to share a testimony or two. So. Um, so before we left, actually, um, we were praying over Amber. She came in like looking so sick <laughs> and, um, it's so strange. Like I, when I'm praying over people and I'm thinking like, this is the kind of thing that I can see healed. And this is the kind of thing I'm not sure about. Well, common colds, I'm always like not sure about, but <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> this is a weird confidence thing, but, um, she had like probably feeling like 50% to 80% better before we left. And then as we went out, she's like, I think we just need to go out. And uh, as we're like going out, she's like continually feeling better throughout the day. It's so crazy. But uh, as we got downtown, we kind of split into two groups. And um, so our group, we went and we talked to this first guy. and was like, hey, how can we pray for you? He said, have a nice day <laughs> instantly. And was just totally shut up, shutting us down. And I'm like, hey, what's your name? He's like, my name's have a nice day. And I'm like, Hey, I got you, man. I'm just going to have a nice day. And we went to this next guy who in, like, insisted we do not pray out loud. He's like, just don't pray out loud. And I'm like, well, how come? He's like, you're going to make me pray, and I'm not ready for that. And we're like, we're not going to make you pray out loud. We just want to bless you, man. And so he let us pray for him. I told him my testimony, um, told him how I'd been addicted to drugs for 10 years, and just started telling him I was homeless, and, like, God set me free. And, and that's when he started to listen, when I started telling him the testimony. And then he let us pray for him. And the guy that said, have a nice day, ended out in our little prayer circle. <laughs> so we had like a circle of us and uh, we were all praying for these guys. And then we went down to the bus stop and the bus stop is just, man, there is a lot of homeless people there. And um, so, <clears throat> so shared the gospel with another guy there and saw him get touched, um, at least thinking about the Lord, because we're going to go back down there and I'm hoping to see the same people if they hang around the same places. Um, and start sewing into like the same, they'll see that we care as we come back. Um, and there was another fella, he was in a group of people. And as we come up, hey, I'm Rob, start telling my testimony. Like there was five people, like four of them scatter. <laughs> and <laughs> we're just left with this one guy because he, he goes after the one, right? And um, we're, we're sharing testimonies about, you know, being set free. Hey, can we pray for you? He has bone cancer and brain cancer. And as we're praying for him, he said pain was going away. But it's one of those things, like, that's an internal thing. It's hard to tell. Like, he can say the pain went away, and I can believe that it's gone. But until he goes to the doctor and actually gets back a report, it's kind of hard to know if he's 100% healed. But I'm believing that he is because he said his pain went away. So um, our other group, I can't remember. You might want to ask Adria to come tell that part of the testimony. But. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. I was going to have you come because you were the other. You were in the other group, right? Rob does that on Saturdays. Is it every Saturday, Rob, or every other Saturday? Is it every Saturday, every other? Okay. If you guys want to get involved, just hit. Just come talk to Rob. He'll he'll add you to the to the group chat. But they uh, they try to do it every Saturday. So, but it'll be kind of different set up every time. So Rob's got to, we'll talk about it later, but just come talk to him if you want to get involved in this like today. Um, yeah, it was really awesome. I'm glad that you're doing this, Rob, and like leading people into this because um, it was really awesome. We started out going the opposite direction of the other group, and we actually came across two believers. One was named Alan, and we prayed for him uh, to find a job. I asked him if he knew who Jesus was, and he goes, 
do you say Jesus is? And I was like, oh, I know it's on. <laughs> um, so I said, God's son. He was like, I know, I'm messing with you. I'm a believer. It was really sweet. Like, it was awesome. And it's like, hi, Amber. Amber could also tell testimonies if she wants. Um, <laughs> it was just really sweet. Like, um, next, next place we go was the library and um, ran into a little girl that my daughter knows. And so that was like an in right there getting to talk to her mom. And I said, you know, this is a little like awkward for me. I'm totally fine with talking to strangers, but with people who I somewhat know, I'm like, I'm going to offend them, which is the most ridiculous thing. Like, what if, what if you reject Jesus for someone? That would be really bad. Don't do that. <laughs> um, if they're going to do it, it's got to be from them. Don't let it be from you. Um, so I'm like, you know, we actually came out to talk about Jesus. And she was immediately on edge. She was like, I don't mean to offend you. I'm like, I really, really don't want to offend you. I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to offend you. Like, it, she just, like, profusely was, like, terrified of me. And I was like, I told her my testimony. I was like, the year before I came back to the Lord, I was telling my entire family to not say the name of Jesus to my daughter at Christmas. So you can't offend me because I know I've probably been worse off than you as far as, like, anti the Lord. And I got to tell her my testimony. The girl we were with, Tara, got to tell her her testimony. And um, I mean, it was just a little conversation, but it like opened the door, you know? It was a seed, yeah. So I mean, next thing was a, a guy who we prayed for him to be healed, but he was ready to get on his way. He didn't really want us to like check it or anything. It was very nice, but um, yeah, hopefully we see the same people, people Alan and Edward. And um, yeah, it was just it was just really good. I mean, I'm glad that we did it for them, but also like my heart is just like awakened and reminded like there's a whole purpose. It's not just to do the right thing. It's because like there's people, there's a harvest to bring in. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good transition. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna have Taya share for a little bit. She has some things on her heart, kind of going with the same in the same vein of what we've been talking about with these testimonies. Um, do you just want to come? I don't need to do a good transition. No. You can introduce me how amazing of a wife I am. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Like, the Lord is just like, like, this is something that's been on my heart, like, really strong, like, this week, this past two weeks. But um, it's really cool how the Lord has just, like, oh, uh, like really like stirring in more than just one person and that just shows me that we're a body and that's really encouraging and cool but yeah look at my cool pink notebook that's actually a fun fact about me i'm addicted to notebooks i have way too many journals but what's been like really stirring in my heart is plain and simple the great commission um and i'm just going to start by reading it I'm just going to read um, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, che teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So... I feel like I have so much of my heart, and I just don't, don't even know where to start. But, like, you all are our family. And I feel like 
like me and Dylan, we started Jesus Church in our basement, and we had a vision, and we had a heart that we, like, just people started gathering around, and we started talking about, like, Jesus, righteousness, grace, like, all of these things, and that's, like, kind of the vein we've been in for a long time, and Holy Spirit and everything, and recently, I've just been really like feeling like there's time for a response to that like that we are established in righteousness we're established in the fact that Jesus loves us and now it's time to to give back uh and f like like the cup is flowing over if that makes sense like it's um yeah like other people need to know this. Um, and I think a couple of things that I've been thinking about is like purpose. Like what's your purpose? What's your vision for your life? Like is that something you like ponder upon, think about? Or is it just, do you just like sit around and like, oh, like, I enjoy my life, I go to church, I have this job, I, like, I've been in this job for a while, I've, like, made it, climbed up the ladder, and there's not really anything else, but there's this, like, there's a call on your life that's so much greater, and you might even be in that call, but I think my encouragement is, like, you are his sheep and you can hear his voice. So constantly be seeking him for what his calling is on your life. Like he created you, like he knit you together in your mother's womb with a plan, a plan to be a part of his dream to bring the kingdom to earth. And what's our part to play? And I'm always scared to say stuff because I don't want to come up as like, you need to do this and do that. And like, we're all like love grace and like, oh, it's freely given. Freely we have received. Freely you have received. Freely you give. It's actually in the Bible. <laughs> so, uh, and as like, the father gave his son for us. So if the father, the, it brought him joy to give his son for us, what joy are we missing out by not giving of our life? Um, and the, the word also says, like, without a vision, the people perish. So, um, like, the vision for your life will determine where you're going. And it will determine what you're waking up to every day. Are you waking up with passion for what you're doing? Or are you waking up and just going about your day, brushing your teeth, eating your breakfast, going to work? Like, what, like you can do all those things with a totally different heart. And that heart is go. <laughs> I was talking to Rob. I'm like, the word go? It's like, it's a heart posture. Like, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. When you wake up, what are you doing? Are you staying or are you going? Are you passive or are you active? Going is a heart posture. And I think, and I'll like talk about like, like your calling, but like we're, this is what we're all called to do. And this is what we are called to do where you're at 
it doesn't matter what job you have. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter where you live. And we're called to make disciples, which are disciplined learners of a leader, Jesus. So we're teaching people about Jesus so that they can have Jesus as their teacher. And we're also baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey his commands. It's pretty simple. Those like three things that we are called to do where we're at. And where are you at? Are you supposed to stay there? I know that's kind of thought-provoking, but that's what I like. I like movement. <laughs> I think that God has so much more for us. And that's what I mean. This is like an encouragement, I hope. But it's an encouragement to press into him and take a step back and reevaluate everything. Even like even for us, like we're like we know we were called to Michigan to plant this church, and that takes us actually taking that one step, and then the next step every time Holy Spirit speaks to us, and we're constantly. It's not like we're like oh we planted this church check now we're in it no like every day we're seeking the Lord and He's giving us so much direction on what to do, where to go, um, and, and stuff like that. So it's like a constant, like, growth. Because um, you know, like, it's like in the kingdom, you never make it. You made it into the kingdom. And hopefully you laid your life down in that process, in, like, in making it into the kingdom. If not, that's step one. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, like, when it comes to, like, calling and asking the Lord, like, where do you want me? What do you want me to do? Just trust that you hear his voice. And trust that in his dream, you are a part. Like, you have stuff. You have so much more than you think you do. You have so much more deposited in you than you think you do. Uh, but you will never see it unless you open your mouth, unless you take the first step. Um, and maybe that's scary. <laughs> I know for myself, I've been in many situations. Me and Robbie were talking before, before church. He's like, I'm so nervous going out. I'm like, what? Like, I would, could look at you and be like, you're like, you, you got this. Like, you're, you're like made for this. And I'm like, I'm just this like nervous little girl over here. <laughs> but like, he's like, I'm nervous too. I'm like, that, oh, that's awesome. Like, we're nervous, but we can't like our nervousness like, like withhold Jesus from people. Like, that is very selfish, and that is not why we are on this earth. Like, we are actually not here, hate to break it to you, to just sit in pews. Like, we just aren't. <laughs> like, but we're also not here to do things just because we feel like we have to. Like, we're here to, to be convicted uh, and respond to Jesus' love for us by giving it to others. Like, I was thinking, if I was like, I don't know, had something, a uh, condition, and I found this amazing doctor or psychiatrist, whatever it is, and I met someone with the same condition, I was like, oh my gosh, you need to meet this person that can help you. The gospel is the same way, but unfortunately, we've gotten so far away from that mindset that we tend to go for the other our answer is a lot of other things. But, uh, 
And I think we're also afraid, like Adria was saying, to offend people. And I guess my encouragement to that is that he's spirit. And like, if t like taking offense is something someone else does. And obviously you're not going to be insensitive and just be like, Bleh. <laughs> like you love people that's what you're going to be known for and you walk the extra mile because Holy Spirit gives you the power to do that and I just yeah like people live in such darkness and we carry light like we know the doctor that they need and it's just I think it's just I just think it's time like I said like you guys have so much more in you than you think you do like but you're never gonna know if you know how to share the gospel with someone unless you do it and when it comes to that too recently I was sitting down with someone and which I've been wanting to sit down with this person for a long time and I planned it how I was gonna say things you know <laughs> because I had had it on my heart and this it was the perfect timing and then I sit down and I was talking to Dylan so many times I think about like I don't really know like if someone was like hey share the gospel I'm like where do you even start there's so much like I have to start in like in the garden and then go all the way up and then but then when you were talking to people you also have the Holy Spirit, so you know, like, it looks so different. Like, you're just talking to a person, and you know exactly kind of what they need to know, like, here in the gospel. Like, the gospel is the gospel, but this person might not need to know about Adam and Eve right now, you know? Um, so it's just so relational and personal, and, like it, like, it can frame someone's life in just a matter of five minutes. Um, but what else was I thinking about? I have, like I said, so many thoughts. Um, but I think this is like, as the church, this is our job. Our job is to, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Our job together here is to stir each other up in love and good works. So when we come together, like, we need to stir each other up. Like, did you share the gospel with someone this week? And that is not to bring shame or condemnation if you didn't. But it's to stir each other up. Like, I love working out, and I talk about it a lot because I love it. And I like food, too. Those are, like, it's Jesus, food, working out, family. Not in that order. <laughs> But, you know, like, I talk about these four things all of the time because I'm full of it. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it either. So if I'm in a conversation, I'm not ashamed to talk about this food that I want to make. And I'm not ashamed to talk about Jesus. Like, he is everything in my life. Like, I am, like, so desperate with two little ones, so desperate. And, like, if I'm hanging out with believer or non-believer, he is a natural part of the conversation. But, and I want to encourage you that in your workplace, because I know a lot of us work, a lot of us, I, I work too, I'm changing diapers. But, um, like, we encounter so many different people, and their reality is, I'm going to, I don't even know because I haven't been in that setting in a long time at a workplace like that, but you do. And 
It's like, I, f I think we feel like nervous to even talk about Jesus because that's not in a part of their life. They are not nervous about talking about, I don't know, them partying this weekend or whatever they did, you know, going on the lake. I don't know. They're not nervous to talk about that. And we shouldn't be nervous to talk about Jesus and what he's doing in our life. Like, he's our friend. And if he's your friend, and I don't want to, like, I'm going to say this. But if you're sitting here and you're like, do I really know Jesus as a friend? He wants to be your friend. Like, he wants to be so intimately involved in your life that, like, when you talk about him, you're talking about someone you know. You're not talking about an idea, about something you read in a book. Like, you're talking about a person that you know. And people are so attracted to it because he's so attractive. Like, he is full of love and life. And when you encounter someone that looks like they went through it, you don't, like, really want to talk to them. Like, if that makes sense, you're not like, oh, my gosh, how was your day, you know? Like, you're like, oh, I don't think you're going to want to talk to me. Like, <laughs> so when you carry that light, it shows on you. It does. Like, you're full of him. His spirit is in you. And it, you can see it in people's eyes. Like, like Dylan always says, Michelle looks younger now than she did before she knew Grace. <laughs> and it's true. Like, you know, because like you're, <laughs> I don't say that, sorry. It's a compliment. I want to look younger now when I'm 80 than, but I'll have a, gr <laughs> no, not, not than you. <laughs> that was an example for myself. <laughs> yeah, it's the vitamins. She's very healthy. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully I'll be healthy too. What I meant is that when I am 80, I want to look younger. I'll probably have wrinkles, which I embrace, and gray hair, which I absolutely embrace. But like you carry, like I want to be more on fire when I'm 80 than I am now. And I will because I will have went through so many, so many fun and hard things with the Lord, and that brings intimacy, and then I'll know him even more. But um, I don't even know where I started or where I'm going, but <laughs> oh, it would just go. Um, I guess I could share a testimony from when I was working at a grocery store. And I'm actually going to bring in a Bible verse, uh, Psalms 2. So this was before me and Dylan. I think we were engaged. And I was patiently waiting for my visa in the great country of Norway. I had to apply for a visa to come back here and get married, which also testimony normally takes like nine, what did they say? Like nine months to a year. Like we have friends that have been waiting for like, how long now? Yeah. It takes a long time. And it literally took like five months for us. Yeah, the long process took like two or three months. And then, yeah, whatever crazy stuff happened with that. Like Jesus just made it happen so much quicker than. And that was the Lord literally showed me a picture back then that a, an angel was going to take our application and put it on the top. And, like, I'm not kidding you. Like, that was right around the time where, like, it, like, just happened like that. And, yeah, the lawyers said that they have never seen it go that fast ever. Um, so that was very cool. 
But so I was in Norway and sad and missing Dylan. But I was there and I was like, the Lord reminded me of the scripture, um, Psalm 2 8. Ask me and I will give you the, na- the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask you for this grocery store. that I was working at this like, little local grocery store. I'm like, I'm going to ask you for this grocery store this summer. I asked him. And I had so many amazing encounters at that grocery store with people that had, ne- like, never encountered Jesus before. Uh, Norway's very secular. Like, people know the state church, kind of, but they're very... They like their life, uh, and they they got they they got it good because they worked hard, and they they're not really interested in living for something greater than themselves, unfortunately, right now. But we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting back there. But this I like this one lady. She was like she would tell me like, yeah, that all religions and the whole universe. It is my brain, my mind is too big for all the, like, the <laughs> religions. I'm like, all right, like, you believe in aliens too? Or like <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was like, I'm like, the reason why I'm talking to you is that I just want to pray for your foot, okay? Because she could not work past, like, nine, like, and she was working, but I had to do all the work because... <laughs> because she couldn't walk because her foot was hurting so bad, which I was like, I-, I love you. You're like a total weirdo, and I love you so much. Uh, but I was like, I just really want to pray for your foot. And she's like, all right, sure. I prayed for her, and then someone needed me, so I had to run away. And then she came back. She's like, oh, my gosh, my foot is on fire. <laughs> and she's like, she, and she didn't have any pain since. Like, we worked together a bunch of times. She worked after 9 p.m., <laughs> like, and it was amazing. Maybe a little bit of selfishness in that. No, <laughs> just kidding. But, like, her and other ladies, she had some issues. with. They all had issues with their feet because they work at a grocery store. Hopefully, Michelle, you're good. You you got the grace. <laughs> but, um, yeah, her too. She even got, like, x-rays done. And the whatever she had in her foot had shrunk. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, these people wanted nothing to do with Jesus. I'm like, these follow, or these signs just follow those who believe. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I'm going with. But it was just really cool. Like, it was a simple act of just asking the Lord for the place that I was put. And that's, I guess, my encouragement. It's like, okay, ask the Lord, like, where do you want me to be and what do you want me to do? Um, Because, again, then you will have a vision for where you're at. So when you go to work, when you wake up in the morning, you have passion. And you go there with so much more than just, like, I'm just going to do my job. But there are, so, there are people there. There are, like, sons and daughters that don't know their father. And it's, like, I know my father. Like, how, how selfish would it be of me not to introduce my siblings to my father when I knew him, you know? Um, but, yeah, that's very convicting. But <laughs> I think um, in that asking 
like there's two, I feel like there's two, maybe two camps, three camps, I don't know. You have like the getting too much in the details that you don't even do anything, you know, like you're like asking the Lord, like, but you're not, you don't feel like you get any answer specific, like detailed answers. And my encouragement is just go, just do it. You know, like, like if you have a job, if you're at a place, then like, then share the gospel, share the kingdom of God where you're at right now. And then Holy Spirit will guide you. Like if he actually, and I, again, I don't want like my brain is just like scatterbrained, but I think people here are called to go other places too. And I just want to encourage you to just ask the Lord, like, where am I actually called? Because I, what I was feeling is like, we're in church and we're loving church and Jesus, and, but it's never been presented to us that we might actually be called to, to leave, do it, Lansing, Michigan, the USA. And I just wanted like, just, just play with the thought with the Lord. It's not like, it's actually really fun. Uh, like he might actually call you to start something somewhere for a season. Or maybe you, like maybe some of you will like literally die in the Himalayas. Sorry, I've watched too much YWAM stuff. They all go to YWAM or Himalayas all the time. So uh, that's just the example, but... I just, like, life with Jesus is just a lot of fun. It's not static. It's, it's movement. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's not just, like, here. He's calling. He's taking you places, taking you deeper than you've ever been before, where you're at and where you're going. Um, but then, yeah, the, like, the camps is, like, where the camps I was talking about, like, It might be scary, too, to think about, like, it's established where you're at. It's very scary to do something different. But the reward is great, so much greater. Like, a lot of people ask me, like, don't you miss your family? Of course I miss my family. Like, I wish I could hang out with them every week. I really do. Um... But I would much rather be in the will of God. Much, much rather. And I'm very blessed to have a family that all agree that that's what we all want us to do. Um, but even if not, it's just not worth it to not be in the will of God. It's, it's sad. <laughs> like, I love to do it. I love living here. I love my little street with my neighbors. And <laughs> I love that I get to play with crazy kids all the time. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do. But, uh, yeah, the, the, it's not even, like, it doesn't even feel like a sacrifice. When I think about it, it is a sacrifice. But it doesn't feel like a sacrifice because he has given me so much more. And he has done so much more for people than I can afford to to follow my own will because when I said yes to Jesus I said no to my own desires and my own will which is strong <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, life now is so so sweet, and I just the the step out might hurt a little bit, but the 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 reward is amazing. Like he's the reward. Like I'm so much fuller of him now than when I was trying to do everything in my own strength and trying to create a life that I thought that looked good. You know. That's what Dylan asked me when we went on some one of our first dates. He's like, do you see yourself working? I was in school for social work, which I love social work. And I, like, I love people. That's why I was doing it. But I was just like, I just don't believe in it. Like, I, I, and I knew I was called to full-time ministry. I just didn't know what that looked like. But I was like, I just... The, like, the Jesus is freedom. Like, all I'm learning about in school is just like like common sense put in order is what I felt like but then he's like is this what you want to do for the rest of your life I'm like absolutely not and that when someone had asked no one had ever asked me that and I guess that's hopefully if you leave here feeling like am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing it's not from a place of condemnation it's a good thing if you're very confident you are, then you are not going to feel condemned or anything. But if you're not confident, then you can ask the Lord, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Or do you have something else for me? Uh, and that's a good question to ask. Please ask that question regularly. Like, <laughs> like is there anywhere that you want me to go that I'm not? Because um, I think, yeah, once again, like, I think pe people are lacking joy or happiness or whatever because we're just doing what we're accustomed to. And we built an empire that is it's pretty scary to leave your kingdom. Jesus did. He came to the earth as a man <laughs> from a kingdom. That's pretty humbling. But, yeah, I just want to encourage you. Hopefully this wasn't like a... <laughs> I feel like I've just condemned everyone, but it's not that. I hope you're encouraged to seek the Lord about what he has for you and know that you carry you carry people's freedom. You you know Jesus again more than you think you do. So just initiate that conversation. Ask questions, ask people questions. That's what something I'm practicing cuz we all know that both of us, we like to talk, but I, I don't want to talk that much. I want people to think for themselves and discover Jesus for themselves. Uh, and I have answers if they, want, if, they, if they need them, you know? But, yeah, it's just really exciting to me to think about this. Um, and I'm really grateful for all of you guys. I'm like, I, I got up here, I'm like looking around, I'm like, I never stand up here. I see all of you out there, but I'm always running around, kids. But it's it's a sweet life. It's a really sweet life, and I'm really excited. And like what we were talking about, like the harvest is ready. Do you want to be a worker? Again, I remember this was before my little like journey, following the Lord and His calling on my life, but. I remember journaling this. I said, God will use anyone that just chooses to go. And right now, I'm just sitting on my couch on my butt and not doing anything. 
And I don't want to be that person. Like, I hate it. Like, that feeling of just, like, I just don't like it. I'm like, I want to be a part. Like, if you, th- if you think about, like, the cool, like, oh, sorry, that's the baby crying. Uh, if you think about your, um, like, the coolest, like, I don't know, gay or what do you call it, team, or the best football team or whatever you want to be a part of, like, and someone invited you and said that, like, this is your spot and you have everything you need to do, but you actually are the one that will have to start running, though. Like, you can't just be standing there like, oh, yeah, I'm a part of this, but, like, you have everything. You just have to, like, take the first step and start running, and then Holy Spirit is the power that gives you the power to keep going, looking like Jesus. Um, yeah. I'm not building left, and I'm left up here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Adria, you have a question? It's more like a practicality. I just wonder if people could use this because I work in like a very liberal work environment and so it really wouldn't be that welcome to just like spout off about Jesus or any religion really. Like they, it's very much like that. And so um, I kind of just ask people for permission in a way that they pretty much aren't going to say no to. I say, um, and I asked Jesus for help with this. I'm like, is it okay if I talk in a first person, uh, as my first person reality? And like, what are they gonna say? They don't even know what you're asking. So they say, yeah. And so then you're like, and so like Jesus told me the other day. Um, so I'd say definitely ask for help about like what he could give you for you to say, but use mine if you need it in the meantime. That's good. I don't know what I would answer if someone told me that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would be like, that's too weird. I, I guess, yes. No, that's really good, Adrian. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, Stella. Yeah, but I love you guys. And my last encouragement is that it's never too early and it's never too late. Like, you're never too far into something to get out of it and you're never not like far enough into it that it's just like God is out of time like he really is and if you've sometimes I can almost feel bad about I don't even know whatever I'm like oh I got too far into this okay this is something vulnerable vulnerability after Violet was born I was just like like how am I going to figure out this spending time with the Lord like getting into the rhythm of it and this and that and I probably wasn't as diligent as I wish I was and then I started thinking I'm like oh shoot like I would have been so much further along with the Lord if I would have done it back then and I'm like that is such a lie from the enemy like I mean I'm like that's not the case so who cares what the answer really is you know but he He's out of time, so he redeems time like no one else. Like, we just don't understand how his mind works. And we can spend our whole life trying to figure it out, and he will give us, like, little pieces here and there. Um, And that's, he just wants to keep us in the the mystery of discovering him. Uh, But, yeah. So keep discovering him. Keep discovering his plan for your life. Uh, and encourage each other in that. Keep each other accountable. Like, uh, yeah. 
don't be afraid to ask someone if they shared the gospel with someone. Because if you did, that would be amazing. If not, and it's not even, like, you're just loving on people, honestly. And you're telling people about your friend. You know, if someone brings, a, like, a problem to you, you, like, you literally have the answer in the word. And that's something I also want to be better at, just, like, instead of coming up with really good solutions, like, what does the word actually say about it? Because that's what's going to bring long-term freedom, forever freedom. Like, we can come up with things that last for a couple of months. You can do anything for three months. That's what I believe. And then after that, that's when the true you comes out. <laughs> that's where you, you're like, oh, I thought I could do this on my own. I guess not. <laughs> But, yeah, so he's a really good father, and he's a father that equips his children well. We'll just give room for Holy Spirit to, to speak to us about what that looks like. Like, what's your response to his love today and tomorrow and then the next week and the next month? What does it look like? And sorry, I just see we have one, at least one high, sc high schooler. Are you a high schooler? Yeah, awesome. This is an encouragement to you. So, oh, sorry, Nate. You, I haven't looked. Oh, Gannon, he's hiding too. Sorry, we have three high schoolers. My bad. Uh, I was just like, I just remembered, uh, like, Harvest is going really after the Lord. It was just, it blessed my heart so much. But I was just remi reminded of my brother when he was in high school. He was literally known as the healer <laughs> at school. <laughs> and he's like, it's not me. It's the Lord. Like, it's, I have nothing to do with this. I just put my hand on you and, like, Jesus touched you. But my encouragement is, like, also, huh? Yeah. Ask the Lord for your high school. Like everyone else is asking their Lord for their workplace, their home. Um, but, yeah, I think, is it 3% of Gen Z that knows Jesus? I, I, have, I feel like I've read that recently. And that's very worrying. And... You guys are powerhouses. So just believe, like, Jesus is literally in you, in the school. And it's actually cool to be a Christian. <laughs> like, it is. It is because Jesus is really cool. Like, he is perfect, honestly. But, yeah, that was just, I just was reminded of that. But back to what I was saying, just uh, give some room for Holy Spirit to speak to us. Uh, what is our response? Like, ask him those, like, kind of hard questions that you might not want to ask him um, about where you're at, your work. Just just ask it. Even if you think that you are where you're supposed to be, ask him, or, am I where I'm supposed to be? Like, and, yes, no, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? If you are where you're supposed to be, is there anywhere in, like, Anything you want, like what you're calling me into in that, any growth in that. So I think that's, and then, like I said to Dylan the other day, he's like, what do you think? I think, I think the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Whatever it is, I just want to say yes. And like having that heart posture, it's the same as the go. Like, 
I was like thinking like, what's my warning here? Go, just go. Go, go, go. And with the hard posture of going. Um, so, yeah. Just say yes to him because he's, he's super good. He really is. And he's, he knows more about what you carry than you do. So, yeah. I guess we'll give it a couple of minutes. Yeah, Father, I just thank you so much that you love us and that you know us, that we get to be known by you. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you reveal yourself to people right now, that you show open doors, paths, and I just thank you that Sometimes you are, you bring things into the picture that we weren't expecting. And I thank you that we are stirred up in faith to step into that right now. I just thank you for humble hearts, for open ears. And I thank you that you have called us to go. So we're going. Thank you. Yeah, so we'll just give a moment and ask the Lord those questions. And uh, whether that be journaling it down or whatever, but ask the Lord, <clears throat> am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I called to go? And if I am where I'm supposed to be, like, give me your heart for the people, for the, for the people that I'm encountering. And ask the Lord for your school, your, your city, your, your family, your street, your neighborhood your workplace, whatever that looks like. And if you're called to go, ask the Lord where and what that looks like, whether that be a different job, whether that be a different, you know, geographical move. But I believe, like, God is raising up people that burn with the heart of the gospel for something that's a lot bigger than themselves, right? We are not going to, we're not going to, we can talk all day long about impacting people, but until we burn with the heart of the gospel that Jesus has for people, so we burn with the same passion that Jesus has for people, then we're not going to see anything change. So I believe Jesus wants to just touch people right now. So we're just going to leave some time with some awkward silence. It's going to be good.
I believe that there's a necessary response for our hearts. Could you take that? A necessary response um, for what Jesus has spoken to us. Like, like Taya said, <clears throat> um, I hope you came into it. I hope you came into it surrendered. Like, I hope you came into the gospel surrendered. I was reading a, I was reading a book when they were talking about some of the, the underground church and the persecuted church in, in like the Middle East and China. And they were talking about the church in Iraq and they said that somebody asked them, they said, what's the, somebody had went from his church and he said, what's the difference between our church and them? And he says, the, uh, you know, what, what we call sanctification, they call a prerequisite. And what he means by that is what, what we call like surrendering and kind of like as we go, we start to give more and more to the Lord. They call it a prerequisite to, to be a part of their gathering. Like when, the, when you came in, you gave everything because you knew that it was going to probably cost you your life, which is kind of what Jesus says, right? Like if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. It's like he who seeks to save his life will lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake will find it. And it's like, that's not a hard pill for us to swallow. That's freedom. Because when you lose your life, you're truly going to live. And you'll never, ever, ever, you'll never, ever find yourself until you, until you truly lose yourself. Like, like Taya says, everybody has a, a specific calling and gift that God has placed in each and every one of us. And until, until you let go of what you think you are and who you say you are and really find it in him, you'll never find it. Right? Because you, it, the, the, what God's heart is when he created Nate is the only, like, it's only going to be found in Jesus because it, it was birthed in the heart of God. Does that make sense? So that's what we have. To, and this is what I'm saying is a necessary response for us is like, like, I, I believe it's the biggest, like Taya says, like, the answer is yes, Lord, what are you going to say? Like, if you don't live a posture like that, it's going to be really hard to hear the voice of God. But the moment that you surrender in the sense of, Father, I don't know what you're about to ask me to do, but the answer is already yes, because I'm in and I trust you and I know you love me and I know you have my best intentions at heart and I know that you created me with a purpose. So whatever you're about to say, the answer is yes. Like surrender unlocks the voice of God, right? Surrender unlocks the voice of God in your life. Most of us want to hear what God has to say and then we're going to choose whether we say yes or no. And it should have been yes from the get-go, and then he'll tell you. And that's why we have a hard time hearing the voice of God in some areas, if we're honest. That's why we have a hard time hearing the voice of God, and that's why we feel like God doesn't speak, because he's not going to put you in this place of turmoil where he knows you're not going to say yes to it. Right? God, we have, to, we have to surrender our hearts in a place to where we trust his will, we trust he loves us, and we trust that he has our best intentions at heart, so that... When I come to the Lord, I'm like, dude, whatever it is, I'm in. Because I know you got you you have far better than I could ever dream or imagine for me, right? Anything that I could ever ask or think is far beyond that. So I believe like our necessary response in this time, like with what Taya is saying, is like you settle in your heart, the answer is yes. And you settle in your heart, man, Lord, you know, I, I'm a, a, you know, a little puzzle in this grand, grand puzzle that you're, that you're creating called the story of God. And I'm just like a little, like, we get wrapped up in this, we get wrapped up in this mindset, especially like when we focus on our, or we get wrapped up in this mindset where it's a, it's, a lot of it is about us and it's not about us. Like the gospel is very personal, but it's, he, he, he died for everybody. Like when we, when we start to only focus about our Christianity and our walk with the Lord, the Lord you're a grain of sand in the beach of the of God's story. Like, and when you realize that, because 
I look at a, I look at world maps a lot. Like there's one in my office and it's huge. And I don't realize, I'm like, holy cow, Lord, that's a big, like Russia's a big continent, like a huge continent. And I feel like I'm at my capacity trying to, t- trying to impact DeWitt. So that, and the Lord's like, I have, you know, 7,000, 70,000 people that haven't bowed their knee to Baal, Dylan. Don't worry about it. I'm like, praise God. Like, because I'm just, I'm just a, like a, a little you know, screw in the huge machine of what the Lord's doing and a plan. But it's like, like each of us are, have that little, that little grain of sand in his beach, but let's like, let's pursue what that looks like for us personally. Cause you're going to get, you can get to heaven and receive the reward of man. I did exactly what you've called me to do. And I don't want to stand before the Lord and not do what he's called me to do. Right. Cause it's like, and all hum, like an all humble and, and honesty, like we're going to stand before the Lord one day and it's going to be very like a lot sooner than we think. Even if it's a hundred years, it's a lot sooner than we think. And it's like you, it's like the Lord comes to a to a, a, a fish and is just like, "Hey, man, you've been climbing a tree for too long. You're not good at it." You know what I mean? He's like, "This is what I called you to," and puts him in the water, and you'll realize, "Holy cow!" It, like Taya said, it might not be next to her family on her on in her beach town where everybody's super nice and the food is really good and everybody makes a bunch of money, but like. It's exactly where God's called her to be, and that's why she loves DeWitt. Like, she didn't tell you, like, her two things she said her entire life. I'm never going to marry an American, and I'll never live in America. Those are her two sayings her entire life. Her Everybody knows it. Like, her whole family knew it. But the Lord, like, she literally, she's like, I mean, Michigan would be the last place she would ever want to live in America if that was her choice. You know what I'm saying? But she's like, I love this place. And, like, when we go to Norway, she's like, this is just not home. And I don't, like, I love it. I enjoy the time when I'm here, but I know that this is not where I'm called to be. Right, you, you, it would, it's better to be in hell within the will of God than outside. And take me for what, take that for what it's worth. I'm not trying to say, but like, it's better to be in the will of God, in tor- like in, in in tribulation and trial, than it is to be somewhere where it's super easy next to our family. You know, man. And I know that this is just like, I feel like this is just like the beginning of what I what we just talked about. Like, there's so much more, and I know that it's. There's a lot more to what we're talking about, but I believe that there's a necessary response for us, and I pray that we all see that. So we love you guys. Have a good week. I'm not going to pray again because I'm not looking for a good transition. We pray when we seek God, not just because we transition. So I love you guys. Have an awesome week.